Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, I'm going to call it my historic episode. Why? Because I'm going to be breaking down a historic deck, some historic uh, news that Wazi did last week, something about a new uh, commander thing in Arena, and finally, Mr. Rosewater up to his shenanigans teasing us about Dungeons and Dragons. Do I got you curious? I hope so. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. D. Blanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email directly at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. And for those curious, yes, I do have a website with my short yet extensive spirit content library and if you want to donate to the show please do there do that there uh please i'm looking to update my equipment and also if you want to sponsor uh this episode or an episode very similar to this one in the future you can do that there all right so wherever you're listening to me right now do me a favor ladies and gentlemen just take your time take your moment right and there's this thing called the like a follow subscribe button hit that for me because i i I see in my analytics let's let's be honest with one another this is the largest uh spirit content uh out there okay i'm I'm, like there's thousand plus of you that are listening to the show i'm humbled i i appreciate you guys listening and if it's not just because of the spirit content, you're just listening because, you know what, there's other things out there that you like or how you like the sound of my voice, uh, do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. It means a lot to me. Yeah, I'm not charging a fee. I just want to make sure that you're you're getting the latest and update, latest and greatest uh, episodes when I post them. All right? So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, now that the homework is over and done with, it's historic time. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, historic. Well, what happens is that on June 9th, I know I'm a little late to the table because, I mean, it's June 24th. You're like, come on, Dwight. It's like 15 days later, almost two full weeks. There was a banning. And there's a reason why I'm bringing this up because I'm going to be doing a future episode on some shenanigans that had to deal with this particular banning. There was a banning June 9th in historic and it was time warp that's right ladies and gentlemen time warp got banned in historic now you're gonna go well it's a powerful card why would it not be banned well what happens in there was a uh, strict saving championship tournament where five of the top eight decks all of them were this variation of a thing called just guy turns and time warp was the key card in it 
Now, if you're not familiar with this deck, I have the deck list in front of me prior to it being banned. And the player that actually, one of the players uh, wanted to call it Villamacho's combo, which to me makes sense. And the whole key point of Villamacho's combo is that Villamacho's allows you to uh, play a card uh, from the grave, uh, from the library uh, without paying its uh, cost. So guess what? Now you're playing turn after turn after turn after turn. And it caused major, major issues. And, uh, you know, Historic wasn't overly fun. So, due to uh, Watsi's thought process, they decided, you know what, we don't want to destroy uh, just guy completely. We're just going to ban Time Warp. So, you know, the Lamachos can stay around. People can still play different variations of the deck. But uh, the turns taking and not letting your opponent do anything about it uh, is over. But what's interesting, ladies and gentlemen, is that this particular deck, well, Lamachos combo, has made its way to modern. And it's made a top eight uh, last weekend. Uh, there were two decks with the same, same identical build. And what I find f pretty historic, hysterical and historical is that a friend of the show, Peter Valko, uh, known on Twitch as Bucketman, the number four ever, he, uh, he actually played this deck. I actually viewed him while playing Twitch. He was playing this deck. And I'm going to have him on the show talk about the, the, how the deck is played, the key cards, how, and how to go about beating it, you know, because that, that, that's my goal. You know, I want us to get as much information as we can to beat the opponent at their game. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, hopefully this Sunday, I know he's currently in Florida. He's going to be back soon. He's going to join me on a, a future episode where we can discuss uh, discuss how we can uh, do something about Valamachos and kick its ass because, you know, I'm always looking for that up-and-coming deck that we are not aware of. So that's right. Time Warp was banned, and a lot of people were upset and saddened. Then later on, on June 18th, okay, about nine days later, there was a comprehensive rule changes. That's right, because what happens is people were complaining about Cathar the Lion released in Modern Horizons 2. And it, it had to deal with the player, uh, the Planeswalker loyalty symbol. Because, you know, if you look at it the first time, you're like, what the hell is this thing asking? I don't understand. It could be really confusing to the newer newer player. And if you're not a person who really looks deep into the rules and just says, I'm all about attacking or, you know, all, I'm all about, like, firebolting you in the face, you know, you you're certain rules that you're not going to give a damn about. You're like, you're all about direct damage or just killing one, two, three and not playing with weird side rules, the the one wonderful things that we bend magic rules. So there was a comprehensive rule change that they just updated that had to deal with this. And let me just tell you, it's a lot. 
like for me, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. And and this had the cover of several cards like Garth the One Eye, uh Capricorn, Teferi Protection, you know, Murtite Regent, uh Cathar the Lion. There were two for Cathar the Lion, Valentine Dina Vane. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not going to go through it. I'm making you guys aware of it, okay? Reason why I'm not going to go through all of this, honestly, is it's not spirits. Yes, we should know this type of stuff because the fact that we're playing against it, but that's why we have judges, okay? This is above my pay grade, and this is where I go, you know what? Let, let the judges figure this out. That's that they went to school. You know, I'm not going to say they went to school for it, but that's where they got the knowledge for. Like I, I know my knowledge between like maybe judge level one to maybe two, but I'm not. This does where certain things goes. Yeah, that's judge level three and four, and you know I'm not going to waste my time on it. Honestly, I'm not. But I'm making you aware, ladies and gentlemen. It's out there. If you're worried about Cathar the Lion, you're worried about Kari, Kari the Orphan Guard, uh, Grist the Hunger Tide, uh, Kythos the Paragon, Valentine Dean of the Vein, uh, Mark Tide Regent, uh, Teferi's Protection, you're playing these cards, come and check them out. Okay, Watsi did do some changes, and I'm sorry. I know you may say, Dwight, that's really lazy, and shame on you for doing that. Look, it's not spirits. It's nothing has nothing to do with spirits. So I don't care. Sorry, I have to be blunt. So, now that that's done with, okay, let you know that Watsy did make some rule changes, that there was a banning in historic. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? There's a gentleman that has been playing and been kicking ass thoroughly in historic. And I keep on mentioning their name over and over and over again and this general this individual doesn't just play spirits i said like i went there to some analytics plays this individual plays a lot of different type of uh decks but the deck that he keeps on consistently winning over and over and again making sure he gets five or getting he or she gets five oh finishes is mythic rank player and Sorry, Platinum Mythic rank player. I was like, hold on. Why am I saying there, there's four four parts to this individual's name? Platinum Mythic rank player. Well, I want to break down this card because, ladies and gentlemen, this can't be the only one. He, This person can't be the only person playing spirits in Historic. So I want to talk to you about this deck list. Now, in the main, he has two Noble Gast Heralds, four Supreme Phantoms, four Spectral Sailors, four Rattle Chains, four Ascendant Spirits, and four Brazen Borrows for creatures. Now, I know that Brazen Borrow itself is not a spirit, but the ability to sit there and bounce back a creature and then be able to play a 3-1 Flyer as Flash... It's not bad. Do I wish it was a spirit? Hell yeah. Why not? But unfortunately, you know, spirits need some love too. 
not just, you know, I mean, sorry, fairies need some love too, not just spirits. But this is a great, you know, addition to a mono blue build. Now, I'm going to keep on going on because it's not just a mono blue build. It's a snow build because the fact that it has ascendant spirit. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my friends, this was the card that I poo-pooed early in Kaldheim. And it was a mistake of mine. I should have never poo-pooed it. I should have let the, let the cards play. And I did not. I've learned my lesson from this point on. I will wait till two weeks after a format to open my mouth and go, crap. Unless I, I it's official, crap. Now, instance, this card is playing one stern dismissal, playing two essence capture, four spell pierce, and four lofty denials. I love lofty denial. I'm a big fan of lofty denial. Now, as you see, it's mostly a counter package. You know, like, oh, I'm going to bounce something here. I'm going to counter here. I'm going to counter and counter. Okay, so this is counter heavy. Well, in historic, you know, what are we supposed to do in blue? The only thing we can do, bounce creatures back and counter. And especially the fact that, we're like, our creatures are a little small, but the whole point is, oh, let me tap here, let me tap there, let me see what we can do, all right? Then they have, uh, the, he has, or she, he or she has, shall I say, they have curiosity and curious obsession. They have two curiosity, four curious obsession. I like this addition just because the fact that that's something really that spirits is actually lacking, and that's card draw ability. I... I I've brought this up several times with uh, several players. I've brought them on to the show, uh, like Dr. Katz, and basically we're stuck with a position where we're a tempo deck, but we don't... There are times where we actually just flood with land or just don't have the cords that we need in hand to seal the victory. And the lack of card draw is that huge problem. And fortunately, Curiosity and Curious Obsession are some of the key cards that do help. Uh, do I think we need to start playing these in other formats? Potentially. Uh, but who knows? You know, we will learn along the way what happens. I mean, you know, players like uh, Andre Zagera, uh, REMF, or uh, Dr. Queller. Uh, you know these are these are these are the leaders of the spirit movement and we'll learn from them now the next is the lands uh they're running two faceless havings now i think this is a really awesome card where you know you pay three snow and you get a four three creature okay with all creature types okay so it's like a, a, a shapeshifter that's a creature and it's pretty friggin' badass now there, you know, so just you know, if you need that extra protection, word about oh, you know what, I all I got to do is tap three snow and I get a creature, not a problem. It's awesome for defense. And then finally, eighteen snow covered islands. That's why they call it mono blue snow belt. Okay, would I want to add more, add less? Now, uh, you know, mythic rank, uh, platinum mythic rank. 
player. He, that individual has figured it out. Now, on the sideboard, they're running one Keurig great glass spinner, which I am a huge fan of. I think we're going to probably end up maybe, just saying maybe be maybe one added to the main in modern. But I know it's, it's this is a key card that's going to have to go to the sideboard, no matter what in modern. Then he this individual has one Noble Gauss Terald, two Graft Diggers Cage, which actually surprised me because I didn't realize that Historic had a lot of graveyard issues. Excuse me, graveyard issues. Then you have two Mystical Dispute, two Aether Gust, two uh, Nimble Obstructionist. I like that card. It's such a fun little bird. Two Negate and three Test of Talents. I've been waiting for someone to actually play that card. Wow, okay. Now I, I get to see it here now in uh, P- Platinum Mythic Ranked Players deck. Now I'm going to post this deck later on. Uh, this afternoon uh, after this episode has been posted. So if you're playing Arena and you want to do some competitive play within Spirits, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, my friends, this this deck has been winning. This deck has been out there, and I have to share it with you, okay? Uh, I want us to continue winning. I want us to sit there and say, we for the love of the tribe, I don't want to provide you any boo sheet. So, there it is. The Spirit Deck in Historic. And I hope you guys have fun playing it. Now, my next section. <clears throat> Mr. Rosewater. Mr. Mark Rosewater, a.k.a. Murrow. Or Morrow. He has this thing where he loves, he loves doing teasers. Well, yesterday afternoon around 5, maybe 5 o'clock or 4.30 yesterday, uh, I I got a wind. My friends, actually, who we call ourselves the high table of MTG, which is just a little joke. Uh, but we, we love, you know, discussing it on our own little chat board. My friends who are huge Dungeons and Drag- Dragons players, they they are excited but cautiously excited about this upcoming set. Why? Because they're seeing names and seeing things that they remember playing against in their youth, and they're like, holy crap, this is going to be awesome. Well, instead of just telling you what my friends and stuff say, you know, as, you know let me, I'm going to read you what it says here, but I'm going to tell you what my friends are saying in between times. All right? So let me begin from the beginning. Before previews of Dungeons and Dragons adventures in the Forgotten Realms officially begin, I, which is Mr. Mark Rosewater, thought it would be fun to do another of my Duelist-style teasers where I give tiny hints of things to come. Note that I'm only giving you partial information. So... If you're an oldie like me, all right, and I hate to say it like this, if you remember those good old magazines like Scry or The Duelist, you remember seeing these, and they were fun. You were like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Like, and then now it's just like, okay, Mr. Rosewater's releasing this, and we know in two weeks we're going to start getting massive spoilers. 
So let's see what Mohi says. First up, here are some things you can expect. The first thing is a new enchantment subtype. Okay. Now, people have been saying dungeons, but I'm like, I, I didn't think that was the subtype. I would think that's the bigger type. All right. A card granting negative 11, negative 11. Well, I would love to see this card, and I hope it's a white and blue, but more than likely it's a black card, and I hope people play it a lot against Death Shadow, especially Death Shadow itself. A creature with a death trigger that makes an equipment token. Okay, this is interesting. Um, I've heard a lot of my friends talking about this, and I saw another uh, content producer actually say something unique, and I'm like, wow, you know, when I used to play Dungeons and Dragons, which is, I was really bad at it, but had fun doing it. Whenever a creature died, let's say, like, you just destroy the dragon and you're like oh well i want to take some of its skills and make some armor out of it you know or i'm going to take uh the the hair from uh, uh cheetah and it's going to super make me quick or something like that because it had super magical cheetah hair powers i think that's what it's going to be a creature with a death trigger that makes an equipment creature uh equipment token so it's going to be like oh the creature dies Oh, now you have wonderful equipment. I think that's that's what it's going to be. Uh, I hope I'm right on that, and more than likely I am. But uh, I'm excited to see what comes from it. Now, a legendary creature that makes a legendary hamster creature token. Now, my friends have been talking to like, oh, the hamster's name is Boo. Okay. And... I don't, they also mentioned the other individual's name, and I'm sorry I did not write it down or am prepared. Oh, you know what? I have it on my phone. So while I'm talking more, I can actually go back and go, hey, guys, guess what I found? I found the information that I should be telling you about. But, um, sorry, now I'm like, oh, my God, where's Boo? Well, I'm going to keep on going. Uh, so the legendary hamster, I believe his name is Boo. Okay. Minsink, that's it. The legendary creature's name is Minsink and his legendary hamster named Boo. So this is what my friends in the group said. Uh, I want to thank my boy Ryan and my boy Tom, uh, Dr. Tom, because he just got his doctorate. Congratulations, sir, uh, for providing me this information. Now, some uh, something only seen previously in unsets comes to Black Border. Well, what what a lot of Magic players don't realize is there's a lot of cards that actually, or actually a lot of little things inside Un that made its way to Black Border. So it, it's pretty neat. Maybe we're gonna see something interesting, something new, some. Maybe a new mechanic uh, brought to the normal standard set instead of un. Now, the next card is an artifact that's a musical instrument that creates 
I'm, I'm going to start that one over because that one sucked. An artifact that's a musical instrument that creates harmony counters. Now, the way I'm thinking about this potentially is a, this has to be a bard, a lute, a flute, or a harp. And it has to, it has to be from a bard. And basically, if you put a certain amount of harmony cards, it gets maybe, you know, uh, increase in uh, attack or defense privileges. That's just my thought, and I'm going to go with it. And then a card that keeps your opponent from winning the game. Oh, great. Another Platinum Angel. Just what the world wants and needs. I, I don't mind. As long as it's a spirit, I'm in. Now, this is an ability that cares about attacking with a certain amount of power of creatures. Hmm. So I'm assuming they're like, well, if you attack with a power of seven, just throwing that out there, seven, you know, oh, you get this ability which i hope is it isn't uh unblockable because that would really suck now cards that let you decide where the story goes now seeing this card or seeing the the hint of this card cards that let you decide where the story goes the only stories that we've ever seen in magic play are the little story sections uh in the Oh, oh man, uh, throne, uh, the Throne of Eldraine set where you have that little story section. Now, I, I don't think we're going to get that again here. But I'm trying to figure out where they mean decide where the story goes. Is this like a little side game inside the game? Hmm. Now, now my curiosity is highly peaked. A card that creates a legendary token named Vecna. Now, Vecna, what my friends tell me, was a lich. Okay? And this lich um, was, like, really badass. Ended up getting uh, uh, someone loyal to them, uh, like a patsy. And this lich ended up... Uh, making a sword and the sword ended up imbuing some of its power. The the power ended up telling the guy, you know, kill uh, Vecna, chops off her arm or chops off her hand. And Vecna just disappears in, into a non-metaphysical state and becomes a demigod. And then when, he tr- when Vecna goes out of its way to try to be god it failed miserably but it waited years and like decades a long time i'm not gonna add numbers there and then eventually establish godhood so this is must be the beginning stages of vecna now they're saying a card that creates a legendary creature i'm gonna sit there and say the hand of vecna the reason why is because Vecna, you know, Vecna had his hand chopped off. And what's the best way to bring back Vecna itself? 
by bringing back its hand. Just throwing it out there. Now, the next thing uh, Mr. Rosewater says here is, next here are some rule texts that will show up upon show up on cards. Enchanted permanent is a what? Okay, enchant permanent is a treasure of artifact. So I guess you get to sacrifice it. That's interesting. Now, the next one has Ward. Now, you've seen the Ward ability out there in Strixhaven. Uh, really used well uh, to the uh, merfolk, right, with Sylvie the of Sky and Sea, where uh, you have to pay extra to do something to a creature. Well, this one has Ward, discard a card. Now, that right there is a hell of a penalty. Like, card disadvantage oh i'm trying to destroy this creature and because you're trying to destroy this creature oh that's right we're gonna you're gonna have to screw yourself like that i'm a big fan of that exchange your hand and library well that's going to be a huge card for those who are playing uh that one merfolk i forgot uh what the the merfolk is where you you know once you have very little uh in your uh, library you win the game so uh, i know some of you're like that's this card i'm like and i'm probably saying yeah you're right 100% right you know that 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 card could fit there i can see that being a blue card also this would be great in command there especially if you have the reliquary tower i believe it is that lets you have the no maximum hand size that that would be stupid right like oh i play this card oh now i take my hand and that's now my library and now i have every single card that i've ever wanted to play in my hand and i got a certain amount of turns to make sure i use it seven turns for victory so pretty interesting now the next one says skeletons Vampires and zombies. My, my friend, Dr. Tom, said that it guarantee this is a cleric that destroys skeletons, vampires, and zombies. I, I, you know what? I like that thought. Not because I'm a huge fan of clerics, but the fact that we've never had something of that power that, that can kill specific tribes in that certain way. That would be that you know that would be really interesting to see. Now, spent this mana only to cast dragon spells or activated abilities of dragons. So for my dragon players or dragon fans out there, you know what? This is an interesting card. And I'm very curious to see how this is gonna play out. Because there's a lot of uh cards out there that try to help build our push dragons to the forefront because their dragons tend to be very expensive to cast who knows what this is for each different mana value among non-land cards in your graveyard hmm. for each different mana value among non-land cards in your graveyard i'm thinking this is like a tarmogoyf type of creature obviously not tarmogoyf itself because I don't think Tarmogoyce live in the land of D&D. 
Maybe they do. I don't know. Like I'm not used. I don't know the 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 types out there. I'm going to be hundred percent honest. But uh, that's what I'm saying. So, so maybe something where the creature gets plus one, plus one. Just a thought. Now, if then if you have fewer than three cards in hand, draw cards equal to the difference. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. I love card draw, ladies and gentlemen, especially in spirits. I said this before. You gotta, you gotta want to have card draw. Hmm. That no one has me stumped. I'm curious. Next one is whenever you cast a creature spell that doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard. Okay, this is an activated ability. No, I'm sorry, triggered, sorry. It's early in the morning here. The triggered ability. Hmm. Whenever you cast a creature spell that doesn't share the same type. Well, that doesn't help us spirit players. That sucks. That's interesting, though. Who knows? This is more than likely definitely an EDH card. You may cast this creature's name and that's italicized in in, in in parenthesized you may cast this creature's name from your graveyard if a creature not named this creature's name died this turn so basically it's you know graveyard you know dig you know you can play a creature from your graveyard as long as it doesn't share the same name as the creature that went into a graveyard so if you have a Land of War Elf dies, you can play a Finhorn Elf from your graveyard. If I'm reading that correctly. Now the next thing says, when its power becomes 20 this way. Wow. Becomes power of 20. Hmm. That, that one kind of scares me because anything with power of 20... Oof. You know, we, we've seen what, uh, you know, uh, Merit Liege does, and uh, that, that card's pretty scary. Well, technically the token. You know, Liege is just nothing more than the land hidden. Oh, Liege is just hidden behind the land. That becomes the token. All right, next is said, finally, here are some card type lines in the set so here we go ladies and gentlemen this is what we're hoping for will we be happy and jovial and giddy before innistrad or will we go okay that's cute well let's see if we can find some sideboard cards the first is a these are all creature types and here we go uh dwarf citizen okay that's good for dwarves dwarves we you know we're limited on dwarves we need more dwarves yay and citizen is a unique type i haven't seen that before now i know i haven't seen this type before a tyf uh tyfling wizard now i've seen wizards or yeah tyfling or tiefling i heard people say tiefling but sound, look here it says tyfling i have no clue what a tyfling or tiefling is hmm. if you know what this is do me a favor ladies and gentlemen Email me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. I'm curious what a tiefling is. It, it's, not a more, it's not a halfling. 
and it's definitely not a gnome. Uh, what the hell is it? What the hell is it? Next is a human elf monk. Ooh, we're doing human elves. I like that. Human elf monk. Okay. That, that's piqued my curiosity there. And next is an elf spider. Okay, if elves and spiders are mating, that's kind of creepy. I know elves like to tree hug and everything and say they love nature, but that's loving nature a little too much. I'm just saying, throwing that out there. It's kind of creepy. And if, you, if you're around the spider and you love spiders, do not mate with spiders. Just saying. It's kind of gross. Creature. Next one is creature. Gnome warlock. Now, I haven't seen many gnomes. Hmm. Hmm. I'm excited. I, I'll, 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 you know, me. I want to see what this is. Cause I like gnomes. I have, I have a gnome outside in my garden. Hmm. Next one is a halfling rogue. So we have hobbits, or on this one, you know, I'm calling it a hobbit rogue. So that's fun. Now the one that caught me by surprise, and I was like, what? the hell is this and my friend dr tom had to point it out saying maybe it's this which is a bird bear now if birds and bears are mating what the hell is going on what is going on with dungeons and dragons freaking freaky people and dr tom says it has to be an owl bear an owl bear a famous D monster Let's see if Dr. Tom's right. I hope Dr. Tom's right. He's usually 100% right all the time, which annoys the crap out of me. But an owl, you know, an owl bear. That's what he's going with. And you know, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to say this is some form of owl bear. And then finally, legendary creature, Dragon Knight. Now, I'm going to say this is the main character from maybe that D&D TV show, uh, Cranger, I think his name is, or Cranger, I, I forget what the name guy's name is. I think this is where he makes his spot, where we go, oh, here he is, legendary guy, guy that I remember from my childhood. That's what I think that is. I'm just saying it because I like childhood nostalgia. I still have my Generation 1 Transformers in the box. Yes, my Optimus Prime and Megatron. Yes, I am that old. I'm an 80s baby. Well, born in the 70s, but love the 80s. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is what Senor Mark Rosewater has for us, the teaser. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. I got nothing more for you. Thank you for listening to the show. However you're listening to the show, do me a favor. Hit that like follow subscribe button let me know that you're enjoying the show remember all the ways you can get out 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 to me and remember magnolia gaming in hoboken new jersey go check them out tell them hey dwight sent you uh i have the address here real quick 79 hudson street suite 103 double l hoboken new jersey found them uh facebook at magnolia gaming hoboken or check out their website magnoliagaming.com So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on this 
historic uh, episode. And uh, you know what? Have a great day. See you guys around. Later.